together growing in faith changing communities my dear brothers and sisters today i would like us to reflect on two readings the first reading from samuel first book of samuel chapter 26 from verse 2 to verse 23 and the gospel of luke chapter 6 verse 27 to verse 38 now if you know the story of david and saul this will make perfect sense and so allow me to briefly uh, bring your memory for this story of david you remember that the people had gone to samuel and asked for a king they went to samuel and said go and tell yahweh that we want our own king we don't we no longer want to be on our own and samuel was not happy with that then he went to yahweh and god says to samuel it is not you that they reject but rather it is me as their lord and god and god says to them what they ask is not good for their own lives for these men will destroy their families will steal from them and the list goes on but eventually god says to them i will give them what they want and he gives them soul but years later god rejects Saul says I do not want this man and he raises up David as the beloved of God and David is anointed as a king and so now you have two kings one who sits on the throne as Saul the one who continues to stay in his father's house as David and so Saul knows that David has a potential of becoming a great king. And that does not sit well with Saul. And so he looks for every opportunity to kill him. The chapter that we heard this morning, chapter 26, it is when Saul was going after David in order to kill him and he takes with him about 3,000 men to pursue David and to kill him but then David finds Saul already in a cave and so as you know the cave most likely it had one entrance and Saul was right inside the cave and he was asleep. David walks in with a handful of men and he finds Saul asleep. He has a spear next to his head. He had a perfect opportunity where he could have killed him. And some of the men that are with David say to him why don't you kill him for god has presented him to you and this is where the lesson 
comes for me. David is a man of principles. I'm not going to kick the dog when it's down. I am not going to forget who I am. And so he has an opportunity where he could have destroyed his enemy. He had an opportunity where he could have finished the man who wanted to kill him. And he says, I cannot stoop to his level. How do you treat your enemies? How do you treat those who hate you? How do you respond to those who are not kind? If information presents itself to you that could destroy your enemy, what would you do? Would you spread it on the social media? Would you show it to someone in authority? Or would you destroy it and walk away? It is very easy to love your friends. It is quite hard to love those who don't like you. It is quite hard to protect the one who seeks to destroy you. And David says, I'm not going to allow you to change me. There are some of us who've become bitter, angry over years. We were never like that. Some of us were young, beautiful, sweet girls, young, handsome, kind boys. And you hear people say, Life has changed me. You can find this in relationships. You married someone whom you loved. And you realized that you are now a monster you hated and feared the most. And so what I think is quite important for me is to never allow anything to change who you are. Why do I argue this? It's because things change. Things will not always be like this. The other thing that I also find important from this reading, David goes with a handful. But some of those who go with him are telling him, you must do this. Am I able to 
be honest with myself and to disappoint my friends. Sometimes we end up doing things because we want to keep the friendship. Sometimes we end up doing things because we are pressurized. And so I am the person that I'm not, but I've become this person in order to please the other person. Sometimes we tend to do things in order to be accepted, to be loved, to be valued, and to be seen, I'm the man. I make things happen. I'm the mancho. And so I go out to impress everybody else at the expense of my life. It's like someone who goes into a party or goes to, is there, is there still News Cafe? That thing is still around. Is it called News Cafe? Where they drink. Is it? Okay. You go to one of those places. And we start ordering things and drinks and the bill comes up to over 10, 15,000 over one night. You go back home, there's not even enough money to pay for the bills. Out there you are known as a sponsor, but back at home I am known as a failure. The third principle that the Lord brings to our attention. Love your enemies. That sounds hard. I find it absolutely powerful. Because your enemy expects you to be nasty. Expects you to fight back. Expect you to bring the worst in you. And so when you kill them with kindness, when you show them your love, they do not know how to react to you. But you love your enemy so that you do not waste your life with a heavy heart. You cannot spend the rest of your life hating someone. It is easy to love. It comes naturally. I find it absolutely burdensome to hate. Because it means I must change my mood. It means I must remind myself why am I angry at you? Then you become my boss. And I don't like bosses. Love 
those who hate you. Pray for those who curse you. Bless them. They wish you harm. They don't want anything good for you, for your life, for your children. When a dog is barking, what do you do? Do you walk away or do you go on your knees and also bark? We don't. So when somebody hates you, curses you, why do you want to be like them? The last point. There are people who will always find faults with you. There are people who will always say negative things. Sometimes the problem is not with you. They themselves are not at peace. But you do not know what battles they are fighting. Why then are you giving attention to something that shouldn't bother you? May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.